buenos dias. Welcome to another daily devotion. I, once again, am your host, El Padre. It's good to see you. I, I have missed you. I hope you probably didn't miss me at all. You're probably like, Another daily Devo. All right. Well, today is April 1st. Welcome for those of you who have made it. I'm so proud of you. You've, you've been going through day after day after day. We've gone through all of Mark, all of Matthew, now working our way through the book of Luke. So thank you so much for putting up with these videos. For those of you who are new to the channel, thank you for putting up with me. Uh, today we're going to be in Luke chapter 8, verses 1 through 25. Um, I'm not much of a practical joker, but I just wanted to warn you. Today is April Fool's Day, so uh, be aware as you're perusing the internet for those of you who uh, tend to get gullied into believing things that aren't true. All right. So we're going to start in verse 1. We're going to make a, a quick point, uh, and then we're going to jump into what I believe is the, the bulk of our thought for today, um, whether I believe it or not. It's going to be uh, the bulk of what we're talking about today. Afterward, he was traveling from one town, and village to another. Now, when it says afterward, what is it talking about? Well, it's talking about this insane dinner that takes place. And Jesus defends this woman who he, he uh, ends up um, telling this woman, your faith has saved you, go in peace. Uh, he tells her your sins are forgiven. Uh, and he, he makes this like crazy statement that I think is still true today where he says, therefore, I tell you, her sins have been forgiven. That is why she loved much. The one who is forgiven little loves little. Um, just a, a beautiful story uh, that we talked about probably yesterday in yesterday's video. But um, with that being said, it, this is what is after. After this takes place, he was traveling from one town and village to another, preaching and telling the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him. And also, now this is the part that's a little bit scandalous. Most of the time, rabbis weren't followed around by women. That was not culturally uh, <laughs> acceptable. Also, some women who had been healed of evil spirits and sicknesses. So not only is Jesus hanging out with women, uh, he is, he's being followed by women who used to be demon-possessed. Now, uh, you're welcome to, you know, try to figure out how in the world they got demon-possessed in the first place. But one of the things that it says here, Mary, called Magdalene, had seven demons come out of her. Uh, she's there following Jesus. Uh, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward. So th think about this. This is really kind of crazy. This is Jesus' uh, people that are, are hanging out with him. These are his disciples. Uh, and so Mary Magdalene, 
is one of them. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, is one of them. Now, this lady, Joanna, is the wife of Chusa, which is Herod's steward. So think about it like this. Um, like, Jesus has an interesting group of people that are following him. He has uh, Mary Magdalene on one hand, who's like this extreme demon-possessed, you know, ha has a pretty crazy past, right? Uh, you know, and she's demon-possessed. Jesus delivers her. She's set free. She's tagging along. Uh, most people assume that the reason she's demon-possessed is because she was a part of a lot of different pretty sketchy things, right? And then, and then on this other hand, you have Joanna, the wife of Chusa, who works for Herod. He's Herod's steward. Uh, now, in, in some people I've heard teach this, they, they use this as an example because that means there's a really good chance she was probably fairly powerful uh, in terms of the Roman, the Roman world. Um, she uh, probably had access to a, a, a lot of money. Uh, maybe Mary Magdalene did too. We don't know, you know, we don't know that for sure. Uh, but then... Like, she works for Herod. So you have this demon-possessed lady hanging out with Jesus. You also have this lady who works for her, sorry, her husband works for, like, this insanely evil guy. Like, think about it. Like, uh, are, you, are you familiar with El Chapo? Think of, like, if El Chapo had a secretary and you were married to the secretary and then Jesus shows up and you start following him. It, just think about it like that. Herod is a political power. El Chapo, I guess, wasn't. So um, you can think of it more like, uh, you know, whichever president you didn't like the most, she's the secretary, her husband's the secretary for that president. Susanna and many others who were supporting them from their possessions. So what's interesting is this, is saying that there's these group, this group of ladies that are supporting Jesus and, and his mission. They're supporting Jesus, taking care of him uh, financially as he's going town to town, sharing and teaching the good news. And I think that this is a good lesson for us because um, they're doing this out of the, the, will, the goodwill of their heart. They love what Jesus is doing. They're blessing um, this is not considered a, a tithe. This is a gift. Th this is people just being generous. Um, and so one of the things that I think is important is that when you are being blessed by the ministry of someone, uh, the, one of the ways that God's, God provides for those people doing the ministry, in this case, Jesus and the disciples, is through the people who are being blessed. So like these ladies are being blessed, they believe in it, and so they provide out of their goodwill. Uh, God uses them to provide for Jesus and the ministry that's taking place. And I think that that's a good way for us, all of us, that we can look at ministries and we can say, hey, like we see that the kingdom of God is advancing because of this work and we want to bless that. Uh, and so let's keep going. As a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from every town. Uh, listen, like 
every town. Like, people are hearing about Jesus all over Israel, and they are coming from every town. And he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed. As he sowed, some seed fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds of the sky devoured it. Other seed fell on the rock. When it grew up, it withered away, since it lacked moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. Still other seed fell on good ground, and when it grew up, it produced fruit a hundred times what was sown. As he said this, he called out, Let anyone who has ears to hear listen. Then his disciples asked him, What does this parable mean? So he said, The secrets of the kingdom of God have been given for you to know, but to the rest it is parables, so that looking they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Uh, I think that this is a, a difficult reality for some of us to recognize. But here we see that, that Jesus is, is saying that the Bible, in, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 6, verse 9, is saying, looking they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Jesus is teaching in such a way so that people will not understand. Uh, in other words, you could say he's, he's talking above their heads. So with this, this is kind of an, an interesting perspective because we want to have this picture of Jesus being super inclusive. Like, look, Jesus is clearly allowing scandalous people like Mary Magdalene to hang out with him. Uh, he's also allowing this wife of Chusa you know, and he, he also has the disciples. Uh, he has this, this entourage of people that have like all kinds of crazy pasts and some of them are, are uh, very righteous and some of them are significantly less righteous. But what's, what's crazy about this is that we want to believe with everything inside of us that Jesus is this all-inclusive, everybody can hear, everybody can understand. He wants everybody uh, to be on the in, and it doesn't seem like, according to this, that that's necessarily the case. Um, and it's maybe not that he doesn't want them to be in, but that not everybody's going to be. Uh, you know, it's it's that uh, predestination elect side of the world where you know not everybody is a, is going to hear. Uh, and so here we go, uh, looking they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. And then Jesus goes on to explain this parable. Uh, if you're interested in my book, Fire Within, this is a parable that I talk quite a bit about in there. I highly recommend you check it out on, on Amazon. Uh, you could go to Amazon Fire Within, Jesse Eisenhower, or you could check it out on this is uh, notyouraveragedevotional.com. Uh, but anyway, um, just a little pluggy plug. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. The seed along the path are those who have heard, and the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so they may not believe and be saved. So first off, 
Jesus gives this uh, like this this parable where there is seed being scattered. Now I want you to pay attention to this reality that Jesus isn't at any point in time in this section does he tell them to be careful which soil you throw it on. I've heard this thought so many times and it bothers me to no end because Jesus doesn't say don't throw the seed on on, on the road or the path. He doesn't say that. He it, the, the illustration is that the, the parable is the seed is the word of God and the seed is meant to be scattered. We're, we're supposed to be scattering the seed and it's going to fall where it's going to fall. And you can't control where that seed falls. Uh, but the seed that falls along the path are those who have heard and then the devil comes and takes away the word of God. It is, it is a truth from Jesus' mouth that people can hear the word of God and before it has chance to take root, before it has chance to go in, the devil comes and he takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not hear and be saved. And the seed on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. Woohoo! Having no root, these believe for a while and fall away in a time of testing. Now, this, these are people who, according to this, they do have, uh, like, they hear the word, they receive it with joy, uh, but they don't have any root. Uh, th these are people that are excited, they heard the gospel, they, oh yeah, I want to get saved, and, and they have no root. And because of that, when times of testing come, they're going to come. We all are going to be tested, all of us, each and every one of us will be tested, and they get there to that time of testing and they go, I thought God was a good God. Uh, I thought he loved me. I thought he wanted me to be happy. And then they go, what? This is hard. This is difficult. It's easier to not be saved. Then it goes on to say, as the seed that fell among the thorns. These are the ones that when they have heard, they go on their way and are choked with worries, riches, pleasures of this life and produce no mature fruit. Now, I, I think that this is really important. This is somebody who does take a little bit of root, uh, right? So we went from somebody who, like, doesn't grow at all, somebody who doesn't, like, the devil comes and they, he steals the word. Then the next person is somebody who receives it with joy, but because they don't have root, nothing happens. Then these, these are people that have a teeny tiny bit of roots. Um, you know, they're... They're, they, they heard the word uh, and they're going on their way, but then they're choked out with things like worry, riches, pleasures of this life, and they end up producing no mature fruit. Uh, this is where I believe the majority of the church in America is. This is where I believe uh, several of us in our church are, uh, that things like worry, how many of us would be honest and be willing to say, you know what, worry takes up way more of my time. I spend more time worrying about how God isn't going to provide or how in the world am I going to pay this bill? How in the world is he going to take care of all my needs? 
instead of just acting in faith and saying, I'm doing what God has said for me to do. I'm going to believe that he's going to provide. He said he would provide. He said to cast my cares unto him. And so, Jesus, I surrender these cares to you. It's your problem now. And then I'll just trust you will deal with it. With that, uh, not only that, worry itself. Worry, let's, let's just for fun. Let's just for, for kicks and giggles. Uh, let's see here. Worry. Worry to give way to anxiety or unease. So this isn't just like anxiety is like a form of fear, right? Uh, where you just have this, this, uh, this fear is creeping in. And this is more than that. This is giving way to it. This is giving it uh, the permission to just spend all of its time, a lot of time in your brain, taking up all, all of your thoughts. Uh, to dwell on difficulty or trouble. This is where so many people end up. Oh, my anxiety. Instead of just handing it to Jesus, Jesus, take this away, this, this fear. Uh, we rebuke that in Jesus' name. We give it to you. It's not saying you won't ever feel fear or have anxiety at all. It's just saying that what do you do when you have it? Okay, like are you going to worry about it? Like are you going to just sit and spend all this time thinking about all the things you can't control? Uh, although some of you are worried, and rightfully so, because you've been uh, neglectful of the duties that you're supposed to have, uh, and you're not doing them. And so because of that, you've put yourself in this horrible situation, and now you're actually in this time of testing that we just talked about, and you're failing miserably because you've made a lot of really bad choices and you've not been obedient to the Lord. Uh, worry. And then the next one it says, right, is the cares uh, or the pleasures of this of life. Uh, pleasures of life. Think about this. This is, uh, I'm, we're just going to get it on. Some of us think more about the food we want to eat after church than we do think about uh, what the Lord has done for us. Uh, some of us spend more time thinking about pleasures in life. Uh, the movies we watch, the the, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So more, I bet you some of us have spent more time debating silly things in comic books than what we have even spending time reading the Bible. That's pleasures of this life. Uh, some of us have spent more time uh, watching porn. That's, porn is a pleasure of this life, seeking sexual fulfillment in any unrighteous way. Uh, that is a pleasure of this life. Uh, you want to live for Jesus, but then... Hello. Hello. <laughs> right? Like, and then the next thing you know, the pleasures of this life have, uh, have led us astray and produce no mature fruit. Uh, now, I, I believe some of this is... Is sin. Some of this is just like, uh, you know, seeking good things, maybe. Uh, where it's like, oh, like family vacation. Like family, which is a good thing. Uh, that, that I take a lot of pleasure in my family. And so because of that, I spend all of this time uh, seeking to please my family, to please uh, myself in this life instead of the Lord leads to producing no mature fruit. But the seed in good ground, these are the ones who, having heard the word of God with an honest and good heart, hold on to it by enduring, produce 
good fruit. Hold on to it by enduring. Listen, uh, we need some people here that are going to be willing to endure. Uh, we need some people here that are willing uh, to endure when times get hard because times are getting hard and they're going to get harder. Uh, let me tell you, if you are out for an easy walk with Jesus, you're going to be probably a whole lot closer to, to the, uh, the the one on the rock. You're, you're a whole lot closer to the seat on the rock. Uh, we need to be people that have an honest and good heart and hold on to the word of God. We need to hold on to it. Holding on means like, like actively taking hold of it and not letting go. Like uh, when you watch in football, I like, to watch inspirational, cheesy inspirational movies. Um, one of them is, is uh, I shouldn't probably tell everybody how many different movies I watch, but uh, with Denzel Washington, what's it called? Dang it. Ah. Um, Remember the Titans. I love this movie. Uh, and there's a part where uh, the one guy, who, he fumbles the football, and, and Denzel just lays into him, and he, he tells him to pick up the ball and to carry it, and he has to run, you know. And in that part, like, he's trying to create this point to say, look, your only job is to hold this football and to run. And so with that, he wasn't doing it. He wasn't holding on to the ball. So because of that, the ball got fumbled. And so with this, this is what Jesus is saying. Think about the word of God like that football, that you need to hold on to it. You need to be intentional to not to guard it, to protect it, to hold on to it so that nobody can knock it out of you, so that nobody can get it away from you, so that you're holding it on, you're cherishing it, you're protecting it, you're guarding it, and you're active with it. You're not just uh, like, oh, uh, there's, there's the word of God, but then there's a movie over here. Oh, there's, there's the word of God but I could go fishing. All right, we've done that enough. Uh, let's, uh, let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much. Lord, we pray that you would help each and every one of us. And really, Lord, I believe that the people that, that tune into these videos, that our hearts are good, that our hearts' desires are to please you and to obey you. And so, Lord, we, we ask that you would help us to be the kind of, uh, soil that produces good fruit. Lord, we want to see a hundred times uh, produced. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. If you haven't done so yet, please go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Click the little bell and you'll be notified whenever one of our wonderful videos come out. And also, don't forget, you can check us out on YouTube, but also on uh, anywhere, really, that's, that podcasts are found. That channel is really growing. I'm pretty excited about that. Also, uh, we have the Fire Within podcast, the Fire Within book, and then A Letter to the Fatherless, written by me, is coming out one chapter at a time. You can check that out on Amazon or Kindle. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you soon. Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs>